Uh, we got Brad Ernst hanging out with me. Uh, very funny comedian. Uh, you, man, your list, you got the Comedy Central special. You're working on an hour special that you're going to be uh, videotaping? Yeah, I'm trying to uh, get this thing done finally. Now, you uh, you were on the Vince Vaughn's the Wild West comedy tour. Yes, sir. Um, you've been doing a lot of comedy way before a lot of that. So when you got involved with that, that really was kind of a nice uh, launch for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a nice boost, man. Yeah. You know, but just, you know, you got you to keep moving. You got to stay fresh. You yeah. Know? Yeah, because I mean, doing like you keep hitting the same cities, like you were talking about earlier, is the material you're using. It's like you want to, you got to start working on some new stuff. So, how often does new stuff come your way? It, it, it's like you get these creative surges, you know. Right. Just but, uh, see it, it, something it, that sparks you and just. Go uh, yeah, sometimes like you know, you, you stagnate, you plateau. Right. You know, um, it's it's. Uh, I don't know, man, but I, I will say this: that this this is probably the best era for stand up in the history of stand up. At this moment in time, Absolutely. why is that? There's so much good comics out there, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the best, and again, he's a friend of mine, but Bill Burr is, yeah, I, I think, Bill one Burr. of the best. Uh, you got Louie. Yeah. My buddy Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's blowing up. Yeah. Um, Dove Davidoff, mm -hmm. Brian Callen, the, Leslie Jones, the girl that's on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. The uh, the one that, uh, the black chick, the one that, that everybody got all upset because she did the slave joke about herself. Okay. Uh, hands down, top ten comics in the country. Yeah, if you get a chance to see her, she's a fucking beast, man. What do, What do you think the difference is now than it was maybe ten years ago? Um, I, I think that because like in the eighties, you know, seventies was a great era, awesome. You know, from Steve Martin to Carlin to Pryor, um, and then as you hit the early eighties, you know, you, you had some you had some good comedy, but the comedy boom. You know, I mean, with the exception of like Ellen and, and Jay Leno and Dom Herrera, mm -hmm. you know, uh, people came and gone, you know, and it kind of pimped comedy out and mm. then it died down, you know. And then when, if you started like when I started, comedy wasn't a vehicle, really, like it, it, it was past the boom. So you were forced to marinate in this fucking thing. Like people weren't popping in four years or two years or. Just Six years, you know what I mean? You yeah, you're forced to marinate in, in, in the art form. Right. So uh, you know, I'm 17 years in, man. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and I started young, and 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 you just had to fucking stay with <laughs> it, like you know, like that's when, all it is, right? Staying with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there's guys 35 years, uh, you mm. know, to, but you, you're just forced to stay in the trenches because nobody was popping, nobody was becoming famous through it, really. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, Dane, but I meant like it wasn't like you know in the '80s during the boom. Right. Uh, Dom was telling Dom Herrera was telling me they were making five grand a weekend in the '80s. Mm. That's like making fucking, and that's just an that's average job. Yeah. You know what I mean? They that's, were making shows that very few out that that were going around then. Well, there was so many clubs and so much. Com it was like the heyday, you right. know. And uh, are there more now than there were back then? No. There's less now. Less now. Less clubs, and it's more corporate and. Uh, you know, it's, uh, but then, you know, guys like Burr and now Sebastian's a theater act and. Yeah, right. They're okay. You move you know, into theaters. Yeah, right. you go into theaters. I right. mean, then you still have the nightclubs, but uh, it's, a, the internet has really changed everything. Right. But just, you know, I, I, just the level of standup is, is so held to such a higher level now. Let me ask you, coming up with an idea, what makes it to the stage and what doesn't for you. By the way, stand-up and porn is the best it's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on porn, man. We're going to play a little porn on music or not towards the end of the show here. Um, we, we come up with an idea. You're like, that's I, funny. I write, well, How, is that good enough for the stage? Well, that's the thing. I don't know until I talk it out. Um, 
uh, there's two types. You have people that write off stage and people that write on stage. I write on stage. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have nothing written written down. I'm right. not. I wouldn't consider myself a comedy writer. Writer, even though I can write jokes. Right. I'm more of a performer. I like to. I like to work it out. I write on stage. Okay. So if I have a premise, I'll go in and work the premise out. Oh, I got you. But the problem with that type of style of comic, we always can get ourselves in trouble. Because, you know, again, when you're working out a bit, you're throwing everything out there. A lot of words. And you, you, and if you try to censor yourself or filter yourself, you may not get to the honesty of it or, or the truth of it. So sometimes you'll say some shit and you're like, why the fuck did I just say that? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, that's, that makes sense. that's why, it, it, you know, it, it's, such a rare, it's such a unique art form stand-up. It's different. I mean, it's something uh, I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm an aspiring comedian. I'm on my way. You know, I want to work it. I want to get on there. I don't do it enough, but I like to. But yeah, it is definitely an art form to understand and and know when you're getting yourself into and getting up there, realizing that it's not just telling a joke. It's performing it. It's de- it's delivering it. It's your body style. It's your voice there's so, inflect. There's so, it's so there's, much going and, on. And and you can't good. You know, good stand up. It just comes naturally from the person. Everybody has right. a unique voice. You know what I mean. And and it's that ten. Th- Here's the, the difficult thing about stand up. You ever hear the ten thousand hour rule? That's in uh, Outliers. I think I've heard of that before. You know, um, it's a do. Basically, yeah. If you to really be good at something, you should have done it ten thousand yeah, hours. Yeah. Okay. Right. But with stand up, it's ten thousand hours, five to ten minutes at a time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Once a week. <laughs> I write exactly. Right? Right? You're that's not going I, anywhere. That's why six, eleven, and fifteen are like you know the milestones. Like you're not unless you're six years in, is when you're really. You know, you can at least say your turn. You know, that's like your first milestone. After fifteen is when you're really perfected this, this, this art form, and it's always a work in progress. It's never perfect. Right. All right. So when you're up to working your hour, you're looking at a a four to five, ten minute segments. That Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm a storyteller. Not really ten. I almost say like the ten minute segments, but the sense when you have a you have you have a ten minute bit. You know, you're you're six, you're eleven, you're fifteen. So you have all these minute bits. So basically what you're looking at for an hour would be a collection of all those. Yes. Okay. So you work on these, the first six, work on a second six. Is that how you do it? No, I mean, I'm, I'm on the road, so I'm fortunate. Yeah, you get a lot of time. I get like, yeah, but I'm saying getting, getting up to that point. Right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, but it squares itself. Like once you reach a certain level, you know, you get to work more. Like when you, when you get that, like Louie can put a new hour out every year if he wants. Yeah. He can get all the stage time he wants. He gets, he can get a deal with HBO. You know, there's certain levels in stand up that you can get stuck at or, you know, you have to pass. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an A-list club headliner, but I'm not a theater act. Mm. You know, I still have to jump through hoops to get my hour. But once the hour's done, the next one will be easier. And I'm, you know, I also, uh, I have a book. Uh, I'm, I'm working on a book right now nice. with, with a guy named Mike Lynch who did all of Adam Carolla's books. Oh, nice. Um, and, you know, there's always things that are in motion. Yeah. You know. You sh- and you should always have something always going on. Absolutely. Yeah. But, it, you know, 90% of stand-up is just trying to even get on stage. You know, it, it's, 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 a, it's a tough thing and you really got to love it. And you got to stand out from everybody, you know, because... Well, you will. That's the thing. Once, once you get, as an individual, you already do. So that's, that's the thing with stand-up is getting to that point when you're on stage, when you're really, your voice, that's what they say, you, you find your voice. Right. You know, and just being an individual 
if uh, just uh, everybody's an individual. Now, if you're trying to pretend to be somebody else or you're you're pretending to do things, but if you're expressing your original thought in an articulate way and transcending it to an audience to where they can laugh, that's going to already make you unique. Yeah. You know? See, I like meeting comedians like you who you're you're real like here and I know on stage there's, there's not much of a difference between you and on stage, is there? Not, not at all. There really isn't. I, I can tell, and I've seen you before, so I know that it's it's just more you right now, a little more amplified, a little more, you know. And and up, I'm and, up I, and, and I'm and I'm getting to a point. Like I I, I love I am not afraid to express my opinion, as you know. Right. And I could just keep talking, <laughs> but uh uh. By the way, this is ADHD. The OC, <laughs> no, there's the ADHD comedian and the OCD. Okay. The OCD is usually a writer. Everything's organized. They right. they 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 focus on. <laughs> They, I mean, they could probably get it down to a science. Right. The ADHD is the one that's fucking hyper dysfunctional. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, well, actually, they're both dysfunctional. Uh, you know, both those uh, comics. Yeah. Are. <laughs> I don't even know where I be on that scale. I don't know. I, I'm AZHD since we're here in Arizona. <laughs> uh, but no, but yeah, when you get on stage, man, it's you can't hold back. Like, and to, yeah. That's you're right, and that's something I've learning. Uh, you know, that's what I'm trying to figure out myself is trying to be more of me on stage. And, and there's something that you know, somebody told me that I, I get away with a lot on stage, depending on what I talk about. Okay. And um, it was in another interview, but and it ne never made me reflect on that because I never thought I did. But uh, the formula for that is. I guess as long as you're coming from a good place and you're being honest, mm. people can like, the audience They'll knows when it. you're full of shit. Mm. You know what I mean? And right. they know when when it's a mean spirited comment. Like if I said to you, say you were 200 pounds overweight, and I said to you, "Hey, uh, you know, Kevin, I think maybe, you know, if you want, I know a personal trainer. Did you want to come to the gym with me? Or you know, there, there's a tactful way. Right. And you know, I'm saying this to you in a way that. You know, I could might say, you know, it's not good for your health, man. I'm worried about you. Right. As opposed to going, dude, you're a fat fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now where's that coming from? Is it constructive criticism or are you just being a dick? Right. And that's the same thing with the material. Where are you coming from? Why are you saying this? Where is it coming from? What's your point? Hmm. Are you trying to be an asshole? Are you trying to shock people? Or are you really feel this way? Like, that's why to me, that's what makes Bill Burr brilliant. He says things that nobody is – he looks at angles, right. but naturally, he's not doing – it's just how he thinks. That's who he is. You know what I mean? Right. Same thing with Joe Rogan. Joe's one of my – you know, he's a friend of mine and one of my favorite comedians. Now, you know, you listen to him talk off stage, on stage. it's the same dude. Right. He's got the same intellect. You know, uh, 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 you know where he stands, and yeah. whether you agree with him or not, you can still laugh. It's still funny. Uh, he's hilarious, dude. I, <laughs> you talk about a brilliant, yeah, brilliant he's, dude, man. He's a very smart guy. I mean, absolutely. Uh, I had a, I had a chance to interview him like long time ago, and I didn't really. It was a, it was a crappy interview on my end. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd love to talk to him again, though. He'd be a really fun dude to talk to. Sebastian, he's always really cool stuff. Sebastian's another one. Yeah. Now you 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 want you go to Sebastian Manscalco's show. That's who this guy is, mm -hmm. and and he's not a sh he's not an abrasive guy, you know. He's very you know he's a gentleman. He always has been. That was always been his thing, you know. He wants uh, to know why. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you wearing those shoes? Why? Are why, people, are you why those? What are you doing? Why don't don't embarrass? You know, you're embarrassing <laughs> that's yourself. That's, that's his thing on, on, a, <laughs> right. on a thing. On the show uh, time. What, yeah. Aren't you embarrassed? Yeah. You know. That's just, <laughs> but it's always always just reflecting on how people do the wrong thing. And, right. But everyone you know, relates to that. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's who he is. Right. 
Right. You, you understand? He's not pretending to be that. Right. Caparulo's the same way. John is a little angry, fucking hysterical. He's the fun, one of the funniest dudes I've ever met off stage and on stage. And I'm not just saying this because they're my friends. Right. But that's him. You know, that's him. Right. That's his line of like when we would argue or discuss sports, he can just break balls <laughs> and he comes from this fucking little. Little, he just, I can't explain. He's like a little curmudgeon. Yeah, I hear you. I but hear but you. he, but you're rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's cool, man. And, right and his and his point of view, his thoughts are just, see, that, I love. That's why st- you're saying hang around comics, you know, because you're hanging around smart people. Dude, I love stand-up. It's, I, it's, I'm sorry, it's, it's like it's smart to, you know, be around people who are smart and <laughs> like, because you're smart and you want to be around smart people. I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't want to be around people who are not smart. Yeah, I don't know if I'm, I'm smart. I just talk a lot of shit. <laughs> I really do. But it all helps you out, though. You know what I mean? It's all be around everybody, and you're encouraging each other, it seems like, and it seems like everyone's trying yeah, to... Yeah, we're all friends. That's the right. other thing, too, man. And like, and, and, if you come to the comedy store, it's almost... Uh, that's... I, I feel like, you know, I grew up with these guys. Right. I mean, I grew up 17 years. It's your class. If, if we were infants together in a hospital, we would be graduating high school together right now. Right, I got you. You know what I mean? 17 years, I've been working with the same dudes, and, you know, and then you see your friends like Burt Kreischer... I think is one of the best storytellers in the world. Uh, I love Chris D'Elia's, uh, you know, he's fucking huge right now. Yep. Uh, Russell Peters has always been big. One of the best guys you've yeah. ever met. Can DJ his ass off. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maj Jabrani's another one. Yeah, I like all those names you mentioned. I, I enjoy all their comedy, man. So I, it's, uh, it's, that's I'm good, d- That's man. why I, I think, I think comedy is, there's a dude in New York, Big J Okerson, Bobby yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Okay, I love Bobby Rob, Kelly. Dude, yeah, he's you talk about uh, somebody that should be a fucking household name. He's hilarious, man. I, I saw him a long time ago, and uh, it's just, I love his style. I, we, I did this set one night at the Laugh Factory, and, and, and he came up after me. And he took my words and did his 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 angle on it, because I was making. It, it, you just had to see right. it. As a he riffed com- off what you what you left he riffed off, off for what, what I on, did what with a bit that he was already doing. Okay, and it was such a beaut. It was like as a comic, like my buddy Gerard Carmichael he just had that HBO special. He says like it's perfect, it's beautiful. Like as a comic, when you see somebody do that, you're like, wow, that's fucking beautiful. It's like know? it's the, in the in the moment. Kind yeah, of thing. and the, and and it was poignant. And uh, it was calculated, but yet an improv. And I told him that. I said, dude, that was fucking a beautiful, beautiful joke you crafted, man. Nice, man. And you can really see the, the, the you know, the greatness in, in, nice. in that. Yeah, Bobby Kelly's him, great, man. I love him. 